Hello, Incredible One. Welcome to the Leverage Your Incredible Factor business podcast, the place to be to grow a business that shakes the planet. I'm your host, spiritual business growth coach, Darnielle J. Harmon. Join me each week for inspiring stories, powerful interviews, and business growth strategy to help you experience abundance in your life because of your business. Oh, and one more thing, on this podcast, I'm going to keep it all the way real with you about the good, the bad, the ugly, and the absolutely incredible of small business ownership. And don't worry, everything I have to share will help you to build a business that funds the life you crave. Let's jump into today's episode. Hello, incredible ones. Darnielle here. So excited for you to join me for another episode at the Leverage Your Incredible Factor podcast. This episode is powered by my upcoming halftime training. It's halftime. Five keys you must master now to break through in your business before 2020. If you would like to join us for this training, Go right now to darnielle.com forward slash half dash time. In today's episode, we chat with Ty Goodwin of Profit Momentum. O-M-G. Okay, so I'm just going to go ahead and put it out there. You are either going to really love me after you listen to this controversial conversation, or you may never listen to my podcast again. Here's what I know. I'm okay with it because what we share, you need to hear, especially if you have been overly religious and your religiosity is keeping you from experiencing the abundance that is your birthright in this amazing universe that we get to live in every single day. What I love about my conversation with Ty is that it was real, it was raw, and it was very relevant. And what we share with you will help you to make a poignant shift in your life so that you are no longer shackled to a scarcity mindset and instead are free-flowing and full-blown abundance. I mean, can you get excited about what that could mean for your life and your business? Let me just share a little bit with you about Ty before we jump into our interview. Ty is the CEO of Profit Momentum and the founder of the Profit Academy. She is a firm believer that wealth and spirituality are not mutually exclusive. Ty teaches women how to make bank so that they can fund the lifestyle they desire, bring their purpose-based projects to life, and invest in the people and communities that matter to them. She is a tech-savvy, woo-woo coach and teacher who prefers books over shoes. Ty's superpower is helping clients monetize their expertise by creating, marketing, and selling high-ticket signature programs. She is the author of Girlfriend, It's Your Time, and the co-author, along with yours truly, of The Profitable Woman's Playbook. Her articles have been featured on the Huffington Post, Forbes.com, Careerism.com, and Career Magazine. Ty has also been highlighted by Money Magazine, Black Enterprise, and the Boss Network. Listen, I am so uber excited to introduce and share you with Ty. Again, get your helmet, get your shoulder pads, because it's quite possible that this conversation may rub you the wrong way. But my hope and prayer for you is that you hear something that encourages you to look at God differently, not through a religious lens, but through the true fullness 
of all that God is. And from that place, you leverage it to build a life that not only allows you to shake the planet, but truly does fund the life that you crave through an absolutely incredible business. Let's jump in to today's episode and interview. Hello, 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 incredible ones. Darnielle Jerry Harmon here, and I have to tell you, I have been waiting for this conversation that I am about to have for a very long time. And I'm so excited that you kind of get to be a fly on the wall for what we're about to talk to talk about. So for those of you who are watching this, you can see the beauty on the screen with me. And for those of you who will be listening on the podcast, it is my joy, it is my honor, it is my privilege to introduce to some and present to others, Miss Ty Goodwin. So I first met Ty circa 2010, I think. Mm-hmm. Yep. And uh, we were both speaking at an event and that was the first time I ever heard of a Ty Goodwin. But in the years since then, I've been able to watch her take her skills, and she is brilliant. She'll probably share this with you as well. From my estimation and what I've seen her her do in her own business and how I've seen her help her clients, she is really brilliant at helping you to figure out how to take your skills and your expertise and turn them into cash. Yes. Hold hard cash. Now, she runs a company today called Profit Momentum, but over the years, she's been playing in this space and transforming from people who were employees and helping them to become entrepreneurs. She's been doing a little bit of everything, but her brilliance is really understanding how to turn your brilliance into bank. And I think those are even actually the words that she used personally. What I love about Ty is she's so true to herself and she's very unapologetic. She may tell you that it wasn't always that way, but for as long as I've known her, she's been that way. And so I'm excited to, again, introduce and present to those of you who are listening or watching, Miss Ty Goodwin Castens. I think I pronounced your married last name correctly. Mm-hmm. Um, Ty, t- take a moment, tell everybody who you are in your own words. Well, I'm excited to have this conversation. And it has been a long time, you know, Darielle, that we've gotten to watch each other grow and evolve and move. And you're right, I've done a little bit of everything. And it's all been part of my journey of getting to where I am now as a profit momentum strategist. And I am getting to help my clients figure out, like you said, how to turn what they know into cash flow, how to turn their content into cash, how to turn their wisdom into wealth. Mm-hmm. And I love every single minute of it because I do believe that we are all brilliant. We just need to find out how to make bank. Absolutely. I love it. I love it. I love it. Okay. So as we get started, my first question for every single guest will always and forever be, how do you shape the planet? Oh, I love this. So my favorite saying is that I help women who are making shift happen. And that is a shift with an F in the middle. We make shit happen too, but it's about making shift happen. And, you know, we're the people that do the work of changing lives. We help communities, organizations, and people transform. So who better to have the money and the wealth than the people who are going to do good with it? Mm-hmm. And that's how I'm helping us shake the planet because the more we have to invest in the people, the programs, the communities and projects that matter to us, we're going to change the world. We are changing the world. And that's mm-hmm. what I'm all about. Absolutely. And I, I couldn't agree more. Um, I think one of the things that I love about having watched the evolution of your business is how vocal 
you have become about the reason for our conversation today. Yes. And so, um, I, you know, I've, I've said this before on the podcast, but I'm going to say it again in case this happens to be your very first time listening in. I personally have made my own shift. I used to be extremely religious. Like, I was the girl where no matter where you saw me, you'd be like, hey, Darnia, how are you? Girl, blessed and highly favored. I might <laughs> jump up into a tongue and touch you on the head and anoint you. Like, I mean, I was like a super, 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 super Christian. And over the years, things started to happen to me that made me question Christianity, right? So I'm going to sidebar for a quick second for the sake of everyone listening. I often say this, and we'll say it probably until the day that I die. I subscribe to the doctrines of Christianity. Some of you will get it right away, and some of you are like, what? <laughs> so let me break it down to you. What I mean by that is I do believe in Jesus. I do believe that Jesus came and died for our sins. What I don't believe in as far as Christianity is concerned is the box in which God has been placed and how all of these Christian people, I mean, if we, if we are truly the chosen people, why are we bound? Why are we broke? Why are we on the altar every week for deliverance? Why are we in struggle after struggle after struggle? And why are we blaming everything on Satan? And so I started, Ty, doing a little investigative research because I'll be honest, in my early years of Christianity and womanhood and all of that stuff, I took the words of the man or woman in the pulpit at the front of the room as if that was the law. And I never got to know God for myself. Yep. And I remember when the bottom fell out of my life and I want to hear about when it fell out of yours too. And I remember when Church people did some really horrible things to me. I was engaged to be married. Some of you may have never heard this story. And we were three months before our wedding. And my ex-fiance confessed that him and another trustee had been uh, playing around in the background and she was now pregnant. Three months before my wedding. And the pastor of the church where we all belonged sanctioned it and didn't, didn't take ownership, didn't... Um, disqualify their leadership positions in the church, he allowed it to be swept under the rug as if it were okay. And what happened to me at that moment is I, of course, flew from the church, right? I'm like, and I was a tither. And I, I've always been, I believe in the principles of tithing. And I didn't get as much as a, we're sorry that this happened to you. It shouldn't have happened on my watch, like no ownership or whatever, right? And so I flew from the church, but I didn't flee from God. But what I did instead is I went to figure out how this could have happened. Hmm. And what I found was that most, like 90% of everything that I had come to believe about God and about religion, about Christianity, was a fabrication made up by the man. And it broke my little heart. And it was then that I went on this crusade to learn who God was for myself. And at that place of brokenness, what I found was the most amazing liberation that has stopped me from having, as we're going to discuss today, the scarcity mindset that keeps, quote unquote, believers trapped in a reality that is anything but abundance. Mm -hmm. So Ty, when, when did it start for you that you started to question what the man or the woman at the beginning, at the front of the church was saying? Wow. Um... Gosh, it was a journey. 
and I'm like you, you know, so both sides of my grandparents were deacons in the church. My grandmother was an evangelist, a missionary. I grew up in Baptist church, not denominational church, prosperity church. I grew up in all of them. And don't you, I was hardcore. I went to college. I went to Drexel University, five-year program. I did not go to one single party. Listen, it was gospel choir. It was disciples in D Bible study. It was Drexel Christian Fellowship. It was the white Christian fellowship, the black Christian fellowship, Bible study, gospel choir. That was my life. And then Sunday church, two or three times, choir rehearsal led church. That was my life. But it wasn't working. And I would get really frustrated watching the women in the church that I went to every single week. Lord, help me with my bill. Lord, help me with my husband. Lord, help me with my children. Shout and shout and break through joy, joy, tears. Next Sunday, same women. Lord, help me help. And I'm like, now, come on now, really? And that's when I first started to pull, but I felt so much guilt around it because we're taught not to ask questions. Yeah. We're taught to accept that, you know, and you get all the, you know, oh, you know, everything that God has planned for you. This is just, you know, what his, his path is for you. Sometimes it's going to be hard. Sometimes it's going to be a test. You got to go through the fire. And you're like, man, I said yes. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and I was one of those ones, like how deep it went down. Yeah, so grew up on Jimmy Swagger, grew mm-hmm. up at every, um, oh, what's his name? Um, the big... Um, God, Billy Graham, mm-hmm. Graham conventions, putting my hands on the TV with Jim Baker. Mm-hmm. Honey, I drank the milk of water. Yes. <laughs> and it was of my own volition. I wanted to be yes. like my and she was a Christian, and nobody was around. And I had to be seven or eight years old. And I put my little hand on the TV, and I prayed the prayer because I wanted to be like my aunt. So I was in it deep. Yeah. Right? Not for any particular reason or get anything out of it. That was just what I thought that's what I was supposed to do. Yeah. But after that experience and at that church, and I kept seeing that happening, I was going through some really tough things with some working through some abuse issues, working with some through some depression issues, really trying to figure things out. And one of the women that was like one of the head honchos at the church, they had one of these prayer sessions. She put her hand on my head and I guess she had taken it upon herself that she was going to be the one to get through to me because she was pushing me down, trying to make me fall out. And I'm saying here, like, there's nothing wrong with my body. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. am not going to fall out on the floor. So I remember one time, um, and, and for those of you who are listening, we will get to the point of this interview. Yes. But it's important. The reason why, before I, I tell the story I was about to tell, let me just kind of do this, this quick sidebar. The reason why Ty and I are having this conversation is because individually, like with, on our own agendas, we have been having these conversations in the marketplace about spirituality versus religion and the role that it plays in your ability to be successful as an entrepreneur. And I know that there are a lot of people who are broke and broken that are waiting on God to fix you and fix your business when God has already equipped you to fix yourself and to fix your business. And so I invited Ty here today to have what I know is going to be a controversial conversation. Some of you are not going to ever listen to my podcast again. And you know what? I'm okay with it because I'm my hope is that even though you may have your your arms crossed as you're listening and you might you know be making the no she's not smirk 
eventually, if you just allow yourself to pray to God and ask him, he'll reveal that what we are sharing with you is his truth and what he wants for his kingdom, right? We are not anti-Christ. We are not anti-God. In fact, we are so for God that we want you to get out of the shackles that are keeping you from experiencing his fullness and his abundance. Mm -hmm. That's how for God we are, okay? Just so we're clear. So quick story. So I remember, similar to your pushing you down you know, I remember once being at church and we had a guest minister, bishop, whatever, right? He's at the front. He's like, how many of you want to receive the gift of the spirit and speak in tongues, right? And so everybody, I didn't put my hand up because I'm like, mm, I just, that didn't sound right to me. But anyway, all around me, everybody's putting their hands up. He's like, well, come on down to the front. And then he proceeds to go. Now repeat after me. ba 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 Like you can teach people Okay, so I, I I will be the first to say that I don't know every scripture. I can tell you the gist of what I'm trying to say, but I probably am not going to give you the right reference. I'm going to jack it all the way up. But I rem- I don't ever remember hearing in the Bible that all I need to do in order to get the gift to have the Holy Spirit fill me through tongue was to start Ba 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 And okay, I've been speaking in tongues for probably 20 years, maybe. And I have never uttered a ba in my tongue. Never ever once. And that was the time when Ty I side eye. I was like, uh, yeah, no, this don't sound right. And that was my last time going to that church. Wow. I was just like, I believe, and I remember I was this is one point I was visiting a church, and the pastor said, When God gives you something, it won't need batteries. Mm-hmm. Still to this day, that yeah. stays with me. Yeah. So here I am, supposed to be getting filled with the Holy Spirit, and I have to manipulate it. That's not that's not right. That's not God. And that that became the story of what I observed in church after church after church was this true yeah. manipulation of the word of mm-hmm. the principles. And God is principled, yeah. right? If you understand the principles, you can experience abundance, right? So I think about the Bob Proctors of the world, mm-hmm. right? And for those of you who don't know who Bob Proctor, Proctor is, he's considered to be one of the fathers of the secret, right? And the secret mm-hmm. is basically the law of attraction, which is based in the Bible, right? Everything is based in the Bible because spiritual principles are what govern our universe. And while you might not ever hear Bob Proctor say God or even Jesus, you can definitely experience the fullness of God and understand that he understands the principles because of the way they show up in his life. Absolutely. And so I started to question, like, well, how is it that I'm a Christian, I'm professing Jesus, I'm doing everything that the man or the woman at the front of the room is telling me to do, and I am not experiencing the fullness thereof. Mm-hmm. And then I started to, to figure out that I needed to And the Bible even says it, let every man be fully persuaded in his own mind, right? I needed to become fully persuaded in my own mind. So here's what I did, Ty. I opened up the Quran. Mm -hmm. I opened up the Torah, right? The Quran is the book for Muslim, for the Islamic faith. The Torah is the book for the Jewish faith. I even took a gander at what the Jehovah's Witnesses are reading. And here's what I know. It's all from the original text, right? It's all rooted in biblical structure. However, these other versions take out a lot of the manipulation that man has put in place. Yeah, 
absolutely and it's all, but it's what you're saying is that it's all spiritual principles yes. and you know you asked that going back to that beginning question i got to a point where i threw all of my books away i threw all of my bibles away i said i'm done mm-hmm. and I, I will never forget this day i was in baltimore maryland in my little one bedroom apartment and i threw everything away and i had this prayer i said okay god if you are real, I need to know a different God than my mother knows Mm. because this isn't working. Mm -hmm. And if you're as big as you are, I'm trusting that I don't need this stuff to know who you are. Look, I'm getting my purple hand clapper. Girl, let me tell you for the first time. So, and a lot of you could probably relate to this. You know, they have their altar call every Sunday. Mm-hmm. And all that time from when I was eight, all the way up to 27, 28, 29, no matter what, most of those Sundays, every time they gave their altar call, I was always questioning, well, do I need to go up there? Because right. I sinned this week. And if they tell you, if you sin, that you're really not saved. So you need to go back up there. Right. I mean, you know, been up to the altar. After that conversation and that prayer, that left me, that uncertainty about whether I was connected to God left. Mm-hmm. And I have never questioned it since then. Mm-hmm. I have been the furthest I've ever been from a church, but I have been the closest I have ever been to God. Can I, can we, let, let's just repeat. Let me repeat. I'm supposed to be taking notes. I'm going to be in trouble when I go to do the show notes after this episode. because I'm going to have to listen to the whole thing again. Because that's what I say all the time. I don't know if I will ever belong to a church again. But I know that me and God are like this. Yeah. I have better church. In my house, but no, you know what? I have I've had the best church I've had with my clients at my retreats. And 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 living the law of fellowship, which some of you believers will know as Matthew 18 and 21, which says, wherever two or more are gathered, there he will be in the midst. Well, the law of fellowship, which is one of the universal principles that govern our planet, mm-hmm. say that whenever you have two people of shared mind and purpose together. The results will be doubled, quipled, tripled, quadrupled. Uh-huh. And the spirit of God will fill the place with abundance. Yeah. That's what the law says, right? Absolutely. And so all of these laws, and there, there are a myriad of them, right? Matthew 7 and 7, asking it is given, is based on spiritual law and principle. Yeah. In fact, they all are. The law of attraction, the law of cause and effect. All of these laws are based and rooted and grounded in the scriptural references that you know in the Bible, but they are without the manipulation mm-hmm. and the, the man given control mechanism that is put in place. So here, and this is the, this is just the world according to Darnell. Ty can co-sign this if she wants, but I believe that most people, most Christians, religious people are still living the religion of our slave ancestors. Oh, and you have to know that slavery, that religion and slavery times was the one thing that they were given. So you have to know that the text that they were given, what they were given were designed to keep them in control and bound and not seeking to experience what was possible for them if they didn't believe that they should be held captive. Well, I got, I got, oh, oh, this is so good. I got something to, to share with you about that because there's something that was given, but there's also something that's hidden in there. Mm-hmm. And I, I want to flip that around because I believe that the Bible is based on the spiritual principles that have existed before anybody ever wrote the Bible. Yeah. So the Old Testament is the story of the Jewish people. 
there were other cultures, other religions. I mean, most of the Hebrews killed a lot of them in the Old Testament, but that's that's history, right? So something that's interesting about um, slavery and how they try to put Christianity on slavery, what a lot of Black folk don't understand is how a lot of the things that we do in church today were disguised to hide African religion mm-hmm. in Christianity. Mm-hmm. All that shouting and stuff that we do. Have you ever watched some of the African religions and their ceremonies? Mm-hmm. It's very similar to it circling up. The music, how the music invokes the spirituality. You mm-hmm. wonder why when certain hymns and certain notes and certain beats happen, you feel that in your spirit. Right. You have to believe in God, but you feel it. Right? And right. so when you really take a look at what a lot of our people did so that they could still include some of their practices without the white folks getting mad about it, mm-hmm. it will blow, blow your mind. Yeah. You know, one of the things I love about what you said too is about who gave you the message. Because one of my, my core issues has been with the religion that a lot of us have been given, we are taught that we are worthless and nothing. And we have to come begging and begging. And I really had to spend some time thinking about that. Like, why would the creator make us broken? Yes. Right? We got to talk, we got to take some time and really talk about this. Cause I struggle with that too. I'm like, every time I'm talking with someone and I used to be a victim of it too. I used to be praying and I'd be like, I'm so unworthy. And I'm like, wait a minute. No, I'm not. I'm a child of the most high, right? He gave me dominion in Genesis. He gave me the power to create wealth in Deuteronomy. And then he gave me life to the full in the new Testament. Why in the hell am I saying I'm unworthy? Yes. Let me tell you. I was doing journal and praying one day and a message that came through was, we have never seen you. We have never seen you anything other than whole and good. Yes. And that blew me away. Cause I said, what if, what if that's how we always thought about how God saw us? This, I mean, this is my whole, like my whole premise of like breakthrough, the whole thing or a big part of the thing is helping people see themselves the way that God sees them. Cause God doesn't yeah. see any of the stuff that we see. And it is, and, and it's for those of you who are listening right now, if you have struggled with your worth, if you've struggled with your identity, if you just struggled with your deserve level, and especially those of you who would say that you are either religious or spiritual right? Because there are some of you who are, you know, you're Christians through and through, you're Catholic, you're, you know, whatever religions might be out there that you might, you know, that you might self-identify with. If you, if you say, if you ever truly believe that God is the force in this universe for good, and in his creation of you, he would ever make you less than. The Bible says that we were made in the image and likeness of God. And if God is incredible, to use my word, then why would you be unworthy or undeserving? Because you were made in his image and his likeness. I mean, part of the reason why Ty and I have kind of taken up this mantle and are doing this work on our own individually and now in this podcast collectively is because we're tired of seeing talented, mission-driven, heart-centered, God-fearing people experience struggle and question their worth and their value when the God that created you. I mean, Jeremiah 1 and 5, for those of you who love to quote scripture, says, 
before you were formed in your mother's womb, I knew you, I approved you, and I called you prophet. Now, let me just ask you this question. Do you think that if God thought you were not worthy, if he thought you didn't deserve it, that he would call you prophet? Because a prophet is a person that is given a message to share. And the Bible, the text goes on to say, called you prophet to the nations. So that means he doesn't want you to just share your message in your house amongst your girlfriends. He wants you to get out, take it on the road, and let other people to hear what it is, the message that he gave you. Would you would have done that if, if you were unworthy? Right. Would he have done that if you didn't deserve it? Would he have done that if he, would he have approved you? We're talking about the, the force, the entity, the creation, the spirit that in seven days formed what we get to experience today. Mm-hmm. You know, I remember when I used to work in corporate America, Ty, we used to have this uh, speaker come in. His name was Lewis Timberlake. He was from Texas. And he would say, uh, he did like a lot of different um, workshops for uh, personal development. And he would say every single time, God did not have time to make a nobody, only a somebody. So in the words of Lewis Timberlake right now, those of you who are listening, who are struggling with um, who you are and what you do and what you what you should charge. And I, want, I corrected myself because I was about to say what you're worth. And the fact of the matter is no one could afford what you're worth because you were created by the most high God, right? So it's about understanding the services or the problems that you solve and what they are worth and putting a price tag on them, an investment level on them that allows you to experience the abundance for which Christ came and died and, and, and it, it, you know, rose from the dead that you might have life and have it more abundantly. And I think it's so interesting. I usually like to keep these episodes pretty timeless so we can use them wherever, but I think it's pretty hot that we're having this conversation on Good Friday. (laughs) Uh, Yes. Yes. This is going to be a Good Friday. Exactly. It's like truly a Good Friday because you're going to hear the truth and you're going to have an opportunity for yourself in your own way, in your own practice to go and get to know the the true and living God. The God that does not put conditions on you. The God does not get that, does not punish you. The God that does not withhold from you because God is not holding anything back. If there is something, beloved, incredible one that is listening right now, if there is something that you are desiring and that you crave and you don't have it, it is not God's fault. And guess what? It ain't the devil's fault either. Say that again. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's not God or the devil. It's you. You are so busy waiting on God to bring you the right clients. You're so busy waiting on God to give you permission to charge the $10,000 that you should have been charging from day one. You are waiting on God to give you the courage to do a Facebook live or to start your own podcast. But God has already given you everything that you need to do it right now. And he is not holding anything back from you. Absolutely. Go ahead, Ty. Absolutely. Listen, this is, you know, so I'm going to touch on that and I'm going to go to this thing about, you know, we need to talk about this, that God wants to do more than rescue us. Right. So I'm going to talk, you know, let's scripture. I knew all the scriptures I'm answering, all the biblical questions on Jeopardy. Right. Listen, faith is the evidence of things unseen. Right. It's there already. It's evidence. (laughs) something that you have to guess at. Do you realize like evidence means like if you went to court and they asked you if you had evidence, that means you have it here physically. Right. I mean, it is already the evidence of what you don't see. 
Yes. Think about that. Like that's some that's some deep good stuff to think about. Well, I love what you said, mm-hmm. and I'm just gonna drop in for two seconds because I want to make sure everybody heard this. Ty said earlier that, and you didn't say it in these words, but the secrets of abundance that God created in the original text of the Bible, which is your clue of how to get abundance here on earth. It's not really a secret. It's, it's hidden in plain sight. Yeah. I mean, how many of you have ever said the scripture? What is that? Hebrews 11 and one faith is the evidence of, is that what you're, you're uh-huh. right? Hebrews 11 and one. How uh-huh. many of you have ever said that? Well, faith is the evidence of things unseen. Okay. Yeah. But never took the time to think about what evidence uh-huh. was and there could yeah. be no evidence if it wasn't here, girl. Oh my gosh. Yes. That one and the other one that I was just talking about this the other day, you know, we are to call those things that be not as though they are. Yeah. We're sitting here talking about and we're labeling ourselves, but I don't have, no, you are to call those things that be not as though they are. Right. So speaking, thinking, and saying something that's totally contrary to how we are designed to operate. Yeah. But my thing is that we got to get over this whole thing. We got to wait for God to rescue us. Listen, If God didn't have to rescue you so much, what else could he do in your life? What else could he do? We're so, oh, God's going to help me. Listen, I was talking to a a wonderful, brilliantly talented artist, gifted. And I'm like, she had all these ideas. And I'm like, you know, I'm like, okay, that's how we monetize this, right? That's what I get excited about. Mm -hmm. I'm just waiting. I told God, I want him to just bless me. I said, he has given you everything you need to go out there and create what you need. Yes. The other thing with that is that, you know, it goes back to that faith. Oh, a face of faith, the side of a mustard seed, right? Mm -hmm. You can move a mountain with it. Here's what I need folks to understand. That faith, and let me, let me break this down real deep. A lot of women are always like, well, I'm going to start with a (laughs) hundred dollars. I can't offer a $5,000 or a $10,000 program. And listen, I was there. I lived that. Yeah. I've been working through this for years, Darnielle. You know I've been working through this. Yes. I get it. But here's the deal. That faith the side of a mustard seed, that was for a mountain. Mm-hmm. Now, you were deciding to use it for a hill with your $100. That is you who made that decision. Yeah. It didn't say you got to have faith as big as a mountain to move a mountain. It said faith the size of a mustard seed to move a mountain. Right. You're using it for a hill. That's on you. They ain't got nothing to do with God. Nothing is not the devil's fault either. Exactly. So here's what I'm hoping you guys are hearing. And I want you to go and look at your Bible again. I want you to take some of these scriptures that you've written down that you, you know, you swear by, you live your life by, you recite them every single morning. And my prayer, my prayer for you is that the next time you look at one of those scriptures, you get to experience the fullness of God without equivocation without um, any thought hindering what God truly desires to do in you. Because here's what we need you to know, like taking your business to the next level, experiencing profit, right? And and whatever it means for you, because there's a point in time in your business where profit is just getting beyond only having enough, right? And it's, it's about having some left over. Um, but then I think there also becomes a point in your time where the a point in time where profit changes. Like for me, where I am, the amount of money I make in my business, my goal is to not have a lot left over in the eyes of the IRS. <laughs> my job, my goal these days is to spend that money or to put that money somewhere 
so that I can prevent it appearing as profit and going to the IRS, right? So it changes for you. And there are, there are levels to, just like it, there are levels to profitability, there are levels to understanding spirituality and to leverage it so that it shows up fully in your business. And in order for us to help them, Ty, what I'd like for us to do is to create a roadmap, if we can, for them of the three to five things they need to begin to do to stop being religiously shackled to struggle so that they can start standing boldly in confidence and experiencing the abundance and fullness thereof that is their birthright that was given to them before they were formed in their mother's womb and was set aside for their business because the gifts and talents that were placed on the inside of you by God, that's what you got in the approval process. Going back to that Jeremiah one and five, when he approved you, he sprinkled in the ability to be amazing with words. He sprinkled in the ability to be mean with a spreadsheet. He sprinkled in the ability to help people to make a a poignant shift and see their lives differently. No matter what it is that your gifts and talents are that you're using, they were all placed in you before they were formed in your, you were more formed in your mother's womb. And if you're not living them out, then our prayer for you, and we're going to lay out a roadmap of what you need to do is so that you can start to experience the, the fullness get the breakthrough and have it show up bankably, right? And so that you can have the money that you need for whatever it is you need. Because until you shift the way you see yourself, your bank account will continue to run low. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. What's the first step? Um, the first step is you have to make a decision. And I love you always say this, Danielle, you have to make a non-negotiable decision, right? Yes. That abundance and spirituality, wealth and spirituality are not mutually exclusive. Yes. We've been sold that bill of goods. Well, if I want money, that means I'm sinful. <laughs> no, sweetheart. Go back and take a look at Proverbs 31 and check out what she was doing. They always want to talk about, oh, you know, you have to be um, the Proverbs 31 woman. You know, she was running things. Yes. And she was paid. <laughs> right? She was doing business. Yes. Indeed. Right? Absolutely. Wealth and spirituality are not mutually exclusive. So make that decision that that's what you want to stick to. Yeah, that's good. Uh, And then I think after you decide, Mm -hmm. the next step is to step into the vision of what it is that God, how God sees you. I I, I think you missed this when we were in Dallas. I think you came in a little bit late. And this was the very first time I had ever said this, Ty. But it was Mm -hmm. so good. I was like, oh, I have to say this every time. And so I had them close their eyes. And I had them imagine that they were just arriving at a networking event. And they, you know, they checked in, paid their registration fee or whatever, put their coat up. And at the door, like they kind of had to rub their eyes because they couldn't believe it. God was literally at the door with his handout saying, hey, Ty, oh my gosh, I'm so glad you're here. There's some people I want to introduce you to. And I had them imagine that they walked into this networking event in holding hands with God as God walked them around and introduced them to other people. Mm. And they got to hear how God sees them. They got to hear God say things like, I want you to meet the amazing Ty. This woman is so brilliant when it comes to showing people how to fill in the blank, right? And and they were crying, like tears were coming down their eyes because for many people, and these are, some of these people in this room were like saved, holy, and sanctified, right? They had never once stopped to truly see themselves the way that God sees them. Yeah, everybody, yeah, you're fearfully and wonderfully made, but you don't believe that for a second, which is why you get caught up in all of the crap you get caught up in, right? But like the second step, so first we're going to decide wealth, 
and abundance and spirituality are not mutually exclusive. You can have faith and finance. Yes. Right? And then number two, once you make the decision, Emerson quote, I believe says it best. He says, once you decide, all of the universe rearranges itself to bring you what you decided, right? So that means positive and negative forces are going to rise up to bring you what you decided. So after you decide, you have to step boldly into the vision of that decision and yes. see yourself the way that God sees you. And then what happens after that? You get to create. Oh, that's good. We create. I asked this question on Facebook just last night. Would you rather save money or would you rather make money? And I can see so many people's mindsets. Oh, I got to save. I got to save. I got to save. Mm -hmm. And I'm always saying this and I'm teaching this to my daughter. Saving is important. There's a place for it. But you must have the ability to create. Yeah. And it's not just money. Listen, we create joy. Everything. We create life. And we have this tendency to think that it comes from money, like this money first, and then I'll get to have this. No. no. We create it first, and then it shows up. Yeah, because the, the model of, of abundance, for those of you who are listening, it's who must I be to do what I want to do so that I can have what I want to have? Most of you guys, you live the model of lack. What do I need to have? So that I can do what I want to do and be, be who I want to be. But you have to be it first. And that be, what Ty is saying, is the creation. Creating that, what did you say? Speak those things that are not as though they were. Be yes. it right now. Right? Well, I think when people say, fake it till you make it, what they mean is act as if you already have it. Right? I yeah, think that's yeah. what they mean. Even though, they, when, as soon as you throw faking in, it's inauthentic. And that's why it doesn't work for you. Mm -hmm. Instead, just be it. Just, just embody it as best as you can based on what you know about yourself and what you know about how it is that God sees you. And then I think the fourth step after you create is to start taking the action. Mm -hmm. Move in the direction of your creation, right? Mm -hmm. Whatever you are being in your mind, start to walk it out in action. Your body will conform to that. Oh, that's and good. I wanna, and when I say there's a, a woman, she her name is Salmonson something, but she says, faith it till you make it. Mm, that's good. And that's what I claim, right? And I want to also reference back to it about being, we're going to take the word straight out of God's mouth. He said, I am the I am. Mm -hmm. So when we start, I am joy i mm -hmm. am peace yeah right we i am that's those are the affirmations that we want to have in our life so that taking action part of it is speaking it thinking it saying yeah. it right we have to build that into our vocabulary and be willing to let some of the words go yeah. you know well we need to add is make this the fifth step Danielle. okay get rid of what doesn't serve your highest Ooh, good. yeah get rid of the words Okay, and I'm about to go, you know, this is going to be hurtful to some people, but sometimes you've got to get rid of the people. Yes, indeed. And I'm not talking about like, you know, like hate your family, but listen, sometimes you have to put up some boundaries mm -hmm. and standards. And my mentor taught me this. We always think of boundaries as it's got to keep some things, you know, some things out. Yeah. Right? No, boundaries also keep, keep something in. Yeah, that's good energy and keep your joy and keep all of that goodness and brilliance in and you do that by putting the boundaries up so no matter what is formed against you is going to prosper you See better say finding out with what he already told you right exactly like, creators yeah yeah i love that i think in addition to everything we said what you know i'm gonna and i'm gonna read i'm gonna dial this back for everybody in just a second to make sure that you caught the five steps and we may end up 
coming up with some more steps. But right now we have five solid steps. And what I want you to realize before I dial them back for you is the steps that we are talking about are not specific to your business. These steps are specific to your life because life and business is congruent. As I like to say, you will never have a booming business if you have a busted life. And a busted life doesn't have to mean that all hell has broken loose and you can't even get yourself up off the couch. It could just mean that you don't see yourself the way God sees you. It could just mean that you know you're undercharging and you keep doing it out of fear that they might say no because you don't understand that no just means next opportunity, right? It could just mean that you're serving the wrong client. And as a result, you're drained. It could just mean you haven't set boundaries. I love that. Not only to keep things out, but to also keep things in. It could mean all of that. So here are here are our five steps so that you stop living your life and building a business shackled to struggle in scarcity and position yourself to actually be experiencing abundance and fullness thereof of life, to actually take every one of your gifts and have them working for you, right? The Bible says your gifts will make room for you, to make it such that you have so much room, which is another way to think about abundance that you can freely give where you want to give. So first, you got to decide. Flat-footed, boldly, make the decision that wealth and spirituality or faith in finance can peacefully coexist. You do not have to choose one or the other. You can have it all. That's number one. Number two, you're going to step boldly into the vision that that decision makes possible for you. You're going to start to see yourself the way that God sees you. He's already written it all down in his word, right? My prayer is that you'll start to see the Bible differently as a result of this conversation that Ty and I were courageous enough to have with you. Because see, some, somebody should have told you this a long time ago instead of kept placating you around the way that you've been at the altar every week for the same issue. Because I don't know how the God... The God of the universe can't solve your issue. I don't understand why you guys had the same problem every week. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm Darielle, the Darielle, if that was a TV show, you're able to cancel that TV show. <laughs> I, know, I, know, I, know. I know. The third thing is to create, right? Ty talked about your I am statements. Joe Osteen says, whatever follows I am will hunt you down and overtake you. And for those of you for whom affirmations present a challenge right now, because you look at yourself and you say, I am wealthy, but then you go and look at your bank account and you're like, yeah, right. And you cancel out that thought. Here's what I want to suggest to you. Noah St. John wrote a book called Affirmations. Affirmations are based on Matthew 7 and 7, where the Bible says, ask and it is given, Right. And so unconditionally, every time we ask a question of God and his abundant universe, he has to give us the answer. So if you are struggling with I am statements, if, if I am beautiful presents you with more feelings of unworthiness or ugliness, then maybe instead start asking, why am I beautiful? Mm. Because God has to bring to you, a, he has to give you an answer. You will start to see examples everywhere you go, right? Why am I wealthy? You'll have somebody reach out and send you an email talking about how you changed their life, right? You'll have another person reaching out talking about how they can find out how they can join your program, all because you asked a why question of God. So the third step is to create, to create what it is 
that you are in partnership with God to experience the abundance and fullness of everything that he has already laid aside for you. Because again, God is not holding anything back from you. Step number four is to take action. As Ty said, you are going to faith it until you make it. You are going to live the model of abundance. You are going to be who you must be and do what you must do so that you can have what you desire to have. That is step number four. And step number five is to get rid of whatever is not serving you. Setting up the boundaries, not only to keep those things and people that are not for your good and that are not serving you at the highest level out, but to keep those things that are for your good, that are serving you at your highest levels in, to keep your joy and your peace and your abundance and your worthiness your deserve level high so that it is actually giving you absolutely what it is that you need. And I think we do at least need one more, but I think we got to come up with two more. I don't like to end on six. <laughs> six is incomplete. So we need to go to seven. So uh-huh. sixth thing that you are going to do after you have decided you've taken the, you've set the vision, you've created, you've taken action and you've gotten rid of everything is in the way you are going to celebrate you're going to celebrate right where you are in this moment and you are going to in celebrating you're going to set yourself up for number seven which is to give you're going to give to someone else right the principle of tithing is to just get in the habit of giving those who give the bible says god loves a cheerful giver right and we're not just talking about your financial resources we're talking about your time reaching back to help someone else i always give out scholarships to my live events, Ty, because I know that there are people that are just not in a position to be there at this particular moment, but I want to give, I want to sow a seed into good ground so that I can help them to rise up into what it is that they want. So there you have it. There you have it, incredible ones. We're literally giving you a blueprint of how you can begin to make the shift from struggle of scarcity into the land of abundance. That is the land that God created you in. That is why he sent his son that you might have life and have it to the full. Or in a different translation, it would go right on and say, have life and have it more abundantly. Absolutely. That's what it's all about. And now, Ty, let's, I know we've been talking really long, but we're not stopping yet. We got a couple more things we're going to do. We're going to start to wrap up. But now let's talk about how all of this begins to show up in your business. Can we talk a little bit about business for the people since this is a business podcast? Hey, it's all business. Absolutely. <laughs> it's all business. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so I think, you know, it shows up in your business. It shows up in your level of confidence. Mm-hmm. It shows up in how you are, how you are engaging with your people the people that you are called to. So one of the things I believe is that, you know, there are people that can't step into their purpose until we step into ours. Yes. So if you are hiding back, if you are fearful, if you are always worried about money, you can't show up and be in the fullness of your brilliance and help people. Yeah. Absolutely. So of course you're not going to be, feel like you can command a higher fee because you're always worried and anxious. See, yeah. once you get over this whole thing about money, right? If you solve that, how amazing would it be for you to show up for your clients? Yeah. What joy would it be for you to work with them? You're not going to be resentful because you're charging too little money and you don't want to work with people because it's only a little bit. No. Yeah. Right. And it also shows up in you learning how to ask for more than enough. Yeah. 
I hate when I sit with people and, you know, one of the questions we ask, well, you know, what are your financial goals? What do you want to make? And well, I just need enough. No, 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 no. See, because if you only have enough, you do not have anything left over for anybody else. Right. Including yourself. Absolutely. And you're not serving, especially those of you who are listening that are business coaches and consultants, right? How dare you call yourself a business coach and you are charging mediocre rates and just getting by in your business because you're breeding a whole nother set of business people who are following your lead and you have no business leading, no business leading. And, and, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you a pass because you don't know what you don't know and you thought that that was the right thing to do, but you really aren't serving anyone, including yourself, to not charge way more than it costs. Absolutely. And, and it, it, it's interesting to me. I don't want to say that women or even people of color are the only ones that struggle with this because I'm sure it's not true, right? There's got to be some men out there somewhere who struggle with this. But by and large... It is women and people of color who struggle with understanding the value that their expertise represents in the marketplace. I want you to write this down. People are not paying you for your time. They are paying you for the results that you bring to the table. And I want you to write this further, write this down. People are paying me for the transferable results that I offer. Mm -hmm. Because here's what I need you to know. This is the key to the money. And this is what changed it for me. When you have, when you offer a transferable result, when you teach them something that they can replicate over and over and over and over and one more time over, they will gladly pay you well to receive the result. Gladly pay you well, right? And the other thing I think is important just to say, right, because it's it's right on this part around the money, and this is going to sound real crazy especially coming from, you know, business coach A, um, stop chasing the money. Stop chasing the money. Chase your purpose. Chase God. Chase, not, don't chase God because God's not running. So don't chase God. <laughs> but but chase, your, chase serving your clients to the fullest. Chase showing up fully every single day and being the highest and best version of yourself. Don't chase the money. There's always going to be more than enough if you believe it right? If we go all the way back to the decision that spirituality and wealth are not mutually exclusive, we go all the way back there, there'll always be money. Think about it, even in your life, even though you may not, you know, it might not be raining in your life or in your bank account, every need you've ever had has always been met. Absolutely, Danielle. And we have to get this thing. It's not always money. It doesn't have, we think money, 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 it doesn't have to show up that way. Mm -hmm. Right. And no. I want to, I want to say something here. Can we, can we just stop chasing? Yeah. <laughs> how about Absolutely. Just, let's, let's learn how to be in the spirit of receiving. Yeah. And that's hard for us because we're yeah. so used to black women. We're going to do it for, God, I'm, I'm going to do it for you, baby. We're going to do it for everybody. Right. And we're martyrs. Yeah. Right. Listen, let's learn. And this is something we have to learn because it's hard. It's hard. To be in a place where we are receiving receiving god is there the universe is there to give you everything that you can imagine and speak yeah we are not always willing to receive it and that's where the resistance comes in yeah that's good receive it yeah that's good i'm gonna write that down and there's one more thing i want to say about this the pay i'm Mm -hmm. a bar and i borrowed this from dr phil Mm -hmm. (laughs) he always talks about how we teach people how to treat us I say we teach clients how to pay us. Mm, Oh, that's good. So if you are setting your rates low, you are teaching people that you are not worth, your results are not worth 
much. Ooh, tight. That somebody, is so good. You know, it's about somebody who's making six figures. You want to offer them a $49 program. And they're like, hmm, I don't know if that's really. Now, listen, some people, that's where they are. And I get that. And you can have those opportunities in your pipeline. And you also need to recognize that you need to help people stretch and invest at a level that's going to cause them to grow and step up. Absolutely. $49 in a minute and not ever get any results and do anything with it. Right. Yeah. You have to require, I always say you have to require more of your clients, right? Absolutely. Because you are setting a barometer. And I remember the very first coach I ever hired, it was like $18,000 to work with them for six months. Mm-hmm. And I didn't have it, but... I also understood that I was never going to get it if I was unwilling to invest in myself, right? If it had yeah. been 200 or $300, would I have even given it the level of attention that it needed to be able to become something real for me, right? Yeah. So, so know that you not only do you deserve to charge more because you're brilliant, you're amazing, you're absolutely incredible in the world, the planet will not shake without you. So that's the first reason, right? You solve a real problem for people. You're the reason people can sleep well at night. Mm-hmm. Let's just get that out of the way. So that's part of the reason why you deserve to charge way more than you do. But the other thing is that you cannot be a demonstration of what's possible for others. So I, one of the, the um, axioms that I always say is, you know, I say God is not holding anything back from you, but I also always say everything you desire is already here. And we know it's here because someone else already has it. Well, if you're not charging what you deserve to be charging for the services that you render for whatever the reasons that we've probably already stepped on your toes about during this (laughs) conversation, you are preventing someone else from being able to rise up in there. What I desire is already here because Mm -hmm. you are an example. God is no respecter of persons and people are looking to you to demonstrate what's possible for them. And if they're looking to you and you are broke, you are busted and you are disgusted because you can't make ends meet because you got programs that only have a seven on the end (laughs) because (laughs) you don't understand the value of what it is you bring to the table, then you are setting somebody else up to create that same cycle and mismanage the opportunity to have an amazing gift to share with the world. Mm -hmm. And we can't have that. It's, yeah. You're not serving anyone. I think Marion Williamson in her poem says, your playing small does not serve the world. Your charging low does not serve the world. I want to go on record as having said that. <laughs> it doesn't serve the world. So yeah. raise those rates. Even if you don't yet believe them, raise them. People will pay more than you think when you mm-hmm. package and position the solution that you offer to the table very well. They will pay more than you think. And if they don't want to, they are not your people. Right. And it's okay. okay. You do not have to serve serve everybody. You do not have to be a blessing to somebody. You can be a blessing when you make $10,000 and you can give 7,000 of it away for a scholarship. There's other ways to be a blessing and giving away your services. Yes. (laughs) Those of you who are listening to this uh, conversation via podcast, when you hear this, that's me uh, in my purple hand clapper. Whenever any guest has something really, really good to say, I might give them a purple hand clap moment. And that right there was a purple hand clapper if I've ever heard it in my life. Okay, so we've been talking for a very long time, Ty. Uh, Final thoughts about this topic before we go to our uh, incredible factor wisdom questions. It's time. 
you know, I've said this uh, three years ago. I, you know, I talk about the bankable brilliance archetypes, mm -hmm. and that there are some people that are trailblazers. And if you're a trailblazer, you are always going to be ahead of the game. Mm -hmm. And a few years ago, I talked about there being an in rising. We had all these uprisings and all this stuff happening outside. And right now, everybody is positioned for in-risings. People are hungry for spiritual growth. People are hungry for the light that's within them to bust through. We're hungry for it. And so it is your time. In fact, girlfriend, it's your time. Somebody should write a book about that, Darnielle. I think somebody already did. Oh, yes, we did. <laughs> <laughs> but it really, it really is our time. And that's why all of these messages, that's why all of these conversations are happening now mm -hmm. because it's time. Yeah, I agree. I agree. All right. So at the end of every interview, I want to, I always like to ask three questions. The first one is what? my dear, is your favorite quote? Oh my goodness. My favorite quote right now is an affirmation. Okay. And I've been saying this and I borrowed this from um, Jack Canfield success principles. Okay. So I'm going to say, I've been writing it down every day. So I'm make sure I get it right. It says that, um, I am enthused. Oh, it says my God is God and the universe is my unlimited and infinite source. And I am receiving huge amounts of money under the grace of God mm. for my good and for the good of everyone concerned. Ooh, that is and good. I love that because it's not just about me, but it's about everyone that's concerned. And it taps into the reality that it, I am not the source. Yeah, that's good. Oh, that's good. Okay. What is the last book you read? Um, the last book I read is, I'm reading a book right now called I, How to Become Money. Hmm. Well, right now. Who's the Money. Oh, I can't remember his name, but you can find it. If you get it, listen to the audio version of it. Okay. Um, uh, it, it will change your mindset about the words that you, that should not be in your vocabulary. Okay. Like, awesome. Every time you say, I want something, what you're really saying is that you don't have it. Right. I, I say that all the time. Stop saying one. Yeah. 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 Um, I will, for those of you who are listening, I'll, I will put it in, I will find the name of the book and the author and I will put it in the show notes so that right. you can catch it. And then what is one tool that you swear by to grow your business? Oh, there are so many, Danielle. I know. Just um, the one tool that I swear by to grow is your calendar. Mm. Blocking out time and setting time and deciding when you will and won't work. When is your energy up? You can't work when you're tired and when you're burnt out. It's not going to work for you. And finding the right tool, the right plan, or whatever you need so that you're tracking your time, it will change the game because then you have a plan for your energy. I'm, um, another book I was reading, and I, I'll give you one more book if I can, it's called Healing, mm -hmm. The Radical Act of Self-Care by Dr. Joy Lewis, brilliant black woman who's based here in Minnesota. Mm. And she said, People don't have a time management issue. We have an energy management issue. Mm, that's good. So get with your calendar and start looking at how you're managing not your time, but your energy on a day-to-day -day basis, and it will change your business. Oh, that's good. And last thing is a repeat, or repeat after me, fill in the blank. So this is the, the sentence. So my name is. My name is. And, and say your name. Oh, my name is Ty. <laughs> good <one. laughs> And because. And because I know, I know God has my back. God has my back. I will, I will continue to shake the planet. Continue to shake the planet.
Awesome. So thank you guys so much for tuning in. Ty, you can go and learn more about Ty at ProfitMomentum.com. Again, that is ProfitMomentum.com. Thank you so much for being here, Ty. Absolutely. My pleasure. It was so much fun. Thank you for joining me for the Leverage Your Incredible Factor Business Podcast. I'd really love to help you grow a business that funds the life you crave while doing work that shakes the planet. Get started today by applying for a discovery session with me or a member of my team at darnielle.com forward slash session. And if you enjoyed our time together, do yourself a favor, head on over to iTunes, subscribe, rate, and leave us a review. Until next time, remember, you do deserve a business that funds the life you crave. Take care.